0: Anchor makes it easy for us. We create the content, and Anchor does all the rest of the work. I dig that the most. So, if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to Anchor.fm/start to join the Inhumans and a diverse community of like-minded degenerate podcasters already using Anchor. That's Anchor.fm/start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You know I'll be listening.
1: You radio radio, radio.
0: Welcome to the Weird and Mysterious World of the Inhuman Experience, a paranormal podcast where we explore the strange and unexplained. My name is Bobby Anthem and with me as always, the Zelta Madan, my partner, my ace, my fellow inhuman.
2: How's it going? Bobby Blades here and I, I like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that.
2: That was pretty good. I was not expecting that
0: sure you weren't uh, but i figured you would appreciate it <laughs>
2: hey it's a high honor there it's a high honor indeed sir
0: yeah, and it makes sense uh in regards to what we're doing here today
2: oh absolutely i mean i don't want to ruin the surprise but i kind of do because i'm really excited
1: <laughs>
2: as you can tell uh but yeah we've got uh Braden from alien Theorist theorizing on the show tonight
0: absolutely it's a show that that, uh uh, that both you and i are big fans of um we were able to connect with these guys they're they're just some regular guys who basically do what we do uh they do a little more research than we do they've been doing it uh more consistently so you know but uh they're they're very accessible uh which was why we were able to reach out right
2: oh hell yeah absolutely I didn't know what to expect when I initially sent out that Raven, as you say. <laughs> but I was pleasantly surprised to find out that he would love to come on the show.
0: Yeah, man, it was really cool, man. And it's 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 uh it's a fun, interesting thing that people who spend a lot of time talking about space are so down to earth.
2: <laughs> right? Shit and I can't even remember what what are some of the things that we got into?
0: Oh, man, now, let me see. We talked about CRISPR babies. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a food. It does. we talked about food, <laughs> <laughs> genetically modified, yeah, uh, any and everything. And we even we even, believe it or not, got into a little bit of pro-wrestling. I know right?
2: I would never have in a million years thought we'd be talking about that. But we did.
0: We just can't stay away.
2: (laughs) It it keeps calling us, man. It's calling us. It's be calling me. (laughs) Oh, man. So we don't want to keep you guys waiting. So why don't we just get right into it?
3: You know, we're doing it every fucking week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking great. Because... I was listening back to your older episodes now since I'm finished with all the new ones. Yeah, And I noticed that you guys were very sporadic when you first began. And that's kind of like us. We're, we're almost two years into it, but we don't have a whole l- bunch of episodes because it's like our scheduling was all fucked up. We like sh- threw out an episode, then we waited a couple of months, then we put out mm. another episode. That's exactly... So. You guys are
3: following in our fo- footsteps, <laughs> and I tell you to get the take a shortcut right away <laughs> get yeah. off our path we took the long way around for sure uh no it's weird. We did the same thing we were like months right we recorded one um that one got to like a little bit of traction and by traction i mean it had like 40 listens uh which was all 40 more than our other podcast had in 10 episodes so we're like oh, oh what's shit. this boat like we talked about aliens for a little bit we talk about aliens all the time aren't we talking about aliens for a show and then uh same thing it was like yeah well hey when do we want to do the next one i don't know man maybe next month like let's try next week nah that's not gonna work and just no one made it a priority right and yeah was, and then it was we did it when we could and then we still slowly we saw that slow traction right and that was enough and uh it just i can't even remember I, it was actually zell i think zell had a he calls them state of the unions and uh uh-huh. gets everyone in he goes all right listen boys we're on to something. Everyone needs a fucking bat and the hatch hatches down. Like, start making this a priority. We got to do this. Get some better gear. So he's been really the catalyst for us. Okay. All doing. right. So
0: Zell is the Zell is the one who keeps things in motion. Oh yeah. For most yeah part. He's um,
3: he's Mister Business, hundred percent. Uh, he he has the studio. Like he's he he's a guy that's you know like everyone should. He's a guy that you, everyone should look up to because he's a guy that like he had a cush job like a cush career, he could have stepped into something making a lot of money, uh, like taking over his dad's company, and it's just something he wasn't passionate about. So he said, fuck yeah. that. He sold his house, bought a new smaller house, built a recording studio, and he's like, I'm going to make money uh, recording and making music. Uh, and so he built a studio, he dropped thousands, tens of thousands of dollars in a, investing in a studio, because that was his passion. And then uh, when at the beginning, that wasn't he wasn't recording lots of music so that's when we got into the podcasting so it's you know he's mm. one of those guys where it's you gotta give that guy credit because i mean not a lot of people will drop everything to follow a passion and he's a guy that definitely did and i'm thankfully right. my ass on the ride <laughs> yeah.
2: well i saw the studio during pod week and it looked fucking great
3: yeah it was yeah it took us all day to set up like that though <laughs> we, had, mm. we had webcams and all sorts it was it was um <laughs> It was cool to see what it could look like if we could if we could make the transition to do it full time. It was fun to kind of, it was it was fun to play that role for a week. You know, like of like if this if this was our life, like this week was kind of how it would go. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, tough on my liver. I don't think we could keep drinking like that though for, <laughs> <laughs>
2: for a lifetime. Definitely be you know. yeah, probably not. But yeah, I I would just <laughs> tell you guys
3: consistency, man. Consistency is key
2: definitely that's why we are we're like stocking up on a bunch of episode recordings and uh we got got a lot of bonus content but we just haven't gone through the audio yet to edit and all that but we got some shit coming for the future oh yeah good right
3: that's the that's the big thing because it took us so long like i don't even think we had patreon to like 50 Mm -hmm. episode 50 and we're like like how can we try to start making some money off this yeah, yeah. Uh, and we like early on we would like we made all we kind of shot ourselves in the foot because we're like fuck ads we hate ads and right. now we're like now we're like oh fuck man adidas is calling <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was sponsored by domino's pizza or some shit me all yeah. full track suit
0: but uh <laughs> i don't think anybody would judge you man it's hard. looking like the boss porn.
3: yeah exactly <laughs> it's uh <laughs> it's one of those things though it's like we've we're at a we're at a point with our listeners where we could we're like wow well, we could, we could probably make some decent money off ads but I'm like we're making decent off the Patreon supporters and we think we get that support because people okay.
0: like because the-
3: be- yeah because we're like yeah fuck ads right we're right we're, we're not helping out big ads we're gonna do right. this ourselves so uh, we're finding a kind of finding our own path through it and mm-hmm. you know what like time will tell if we make it or not but it's it's fun it's fun to try to. Try to do it ourselves too, right? Like good things have happened, so it's like why yeah. change?
0: So, and you know what? The, with without the ads, I mean, you guys are steady on the on the uh, incline, and that's clear to see. But you also you also come across really uh, accessible, which is why uh, Blades had no problem reaching out to you guys. <laughs> you know,
3: it, it's a it's a blessing and a curse because it's uh, you know you get the good and the bad. It's like every everything like everything on our social media and stuff. It's we we all run it. The four of us run it. No one else. So it's like if someone responds, it is one of us. The bad thing is is like now it's there's so much that it's like Mm -hmm. oh god, it's hard to respond to everyone, and my phone's like constantly like between Discord and Instagram and Facebook, and like I don't even have my own social media, so now I feel like I'm addicted to my phone just because of all the pod trying to keep up with all the pods. Stuff so
2: it's yeah. uh inundated with uh questions and people asking you like to be on the show or do this or that. Oh, dude, I love come. I
3: love the, the second that someone says, Hey, you want to come on the show? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, when
2: when are we do it, <laughs> I don't care. I'm like, oh, like that, dude, it's yeah, good. That's and cool.
3: It's one of those things where I'm like, Well, I do it for two reasons. I'm like, it's fun, it's fun to go on and shoot the shit with people, and I like right from the get go i feel like the podcasting community as a whole is really accessible so like yeah. if you have a podcast you reach out to another podcast you better like it doesn't matter if they have fucking one Uh-oh. listen oh is that technical error oh
2: you guys cut out for a minute yeah it's something, all something cut out. just just Ooh, so you're <laughs> aware
3: because i'm a seasoned <laughs> vet now uh, i'm also recording skype audio so if you have any issues the show's covered baby all right yeah. <laughs> That's good. I, I've, I've had a lot of critical errors in the last four years so. <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's it dude it's 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 i i think it doesn't matter if like you got a million listens and i'm sure it's i'm sure it's one of those things where you know it's busier it's gonna be harder but i'm like you know if someone's starting a podcast like i w- i used to swing hammer and listen to podcasts and i was like i fucking i just love listening. killed it like killed the day for me so like to yeah. be able to give back i'm like man and it was so fun for me when i started i'm like i'll do anything in my power to try to help out in like a new podcast. It doesn't matter if they have one listen, whatever, I'm like, dude, it's a, it's about networking, it's about a community and it's like you're doing something creative, right? You're putting yourself out on a limb, especially because it's like it's there is no acting in podcasting. It's like it's you bearing your soul. You know what yeah. I
2: mean? So just being yourself and opening up to people and I think that's where that's where um like it comes the accessibility comes from. Yeah, exactly. They, people get to know you, and they're like, "Oh, hey, you know, this is this is like the person that I could just chill with, you know, smoke a joint or something, whatever." Well,
3: well, it's unique, just like you guys and you talk in your show. It's it's two buddies talking, right? So it's you're not putting on a show for each other, right? And if you did, right, one of you is going to fucking call it the other one shit and make fun of them live on the show. Right? You're like, <laughs> "What the fuck are you doing? What is that bullshit?" So it's like right. when you're that level of like listening, people like the. I think it's. One of those things where people are like, you know, these are real. They're getting the real sense. It's not scripted. So and then when you reach out and you're the same, they're like, hey, that that's the same person that I listen to. They're the same when I'm talking to them outside of the show. It's a nice feeling. It's like, oh, they're the, it's the same. It's the same person.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, but,
3: you know, there's always you reach. We've had nothing but luck reaching out to podcasts. So, like I said, man, it's, it's a tight knit community. It's, it's been by far the coolest thing I've done.
2: Oh
3: yeah, um, I got one for I got a, I got a question for you guys. I was just getting into this. I want to talk. I'm gonna try to talk my boys and do an episode on it. Uh, I was getting into, uh, um, genetic modification.
2: Ooh, okay. Oh, shit, hey, yeah, we, uh, we did something about that
0: a few you? episodes back.
2: Oh,
3: perfect. Yeah. Did you guys talk about CRISPR babies? No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Yeah, that's definitely an interest. <laughs> so it's,
3: that's, yeah, I was like, I was blowing my mind now that we have, we're the capabilities are out there to splice genetic code. So basically yeah. what they're saying is this technology obviously, obviously can be used for absolute good in making babies for sure. uh, curable, preventable diseases like cancer and stuff, giving babies injections mm-hmm. of their own cells uh, designed to, chase and hunt out cancer cells and other genetic um, disorders. But once mm-hmm. that door open for this good, it's like, what's to stop people from going, well, yeah, my baby's going to be immune to cancer and uh, a bunch of these genetic disorders. You know what? I also want that baby to have some blue eyes, just like it's dad. Yeah. Right.
0: Ex- exactly. Yeah. And, then
3: it's like, and then as soon as you get into that aspect, it's like, where
2: does it stop?
0: Where does it stop? Yeah. And see, right and when you
2: brought that up, my mind went immediately to like science fiction movies and shit. Yeah. Like, um, I want my kid to have the best genes, uh, like run track and field or, you know, be this type of, uh, right. you know, have, have this type of mindset where he
0: could be a lawyer or a doctor. Or something yeah. like Stronger that. than average, taller than yeah. average, smarter yep. than average. Fast, where, and, and fast metabolism. Yeah. And the money and the, <laughs> and money pays for that so that leaves uh low-income people like myself to have kids who are just struggling and being uh, further and farther left behind you know and then there's and then there's always with something like this there's always uh some sort of uh military application like how can we weaponize this yeah you
3: super know? soldiers well and, and that's a that's that's funny you say that because that's exactly what i was thinking when i was looking into it today I was like, well, I was like, immediately I was like, well, we should probably put some red tape on this kind of science and maybe put some blockades up to stop it from getting to this point. The problem is, as soon as like Canada, U.S., first world countries start saying like, nah, 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 here's the line, that line doesn't get crossed. I was like, do you think fucking places like China and Russia and other countries and North (laughs) Korea are going to give a fuck about our line? Right. Like, live, yeah, right exactly you, you know Everything. what i mean like you're gonna have fucking seven foot fucking ogre babies just <laughs> march in the streets right i'm like and then i was like at that point when you have these other countries that are pumping out these hyper intelligent smart beautiful athletic mm-hmm. uh children and i'm like man how where does that leave everyone else right like even if yeah. we're not doing it it's like then we're behind i, I feel like we're behind evolution at that point and right not,
2: I also think that would create a like we're already divided as it is, I think that would create an even greater divide,
3: oh well, of course it would hundred percent it would what it would it would drive such a wedge, not that there's one already, but it even further between uh upper and lower class
2: yeah the middle, middle mass, class is,
3: middle class is gone
2: right oh fuck yeah
3: yeah so there's there's no way it's gonna be something for the rich and then it's gonna be. Well, am I gonna hire, you know, this guy, he's got that, but you know what? He kinda limps when he walks, or am I can to hire this six foot five athletic, super smart, four point genetically crisper, handsome <laughs> Aryan race motherfucker over here. <laughs> right? Like, right. like you're it's gonna it's gonna be put such a limitation on on, it's going to put everyone in such a hard point because it's like, yeah, you know, people say you should hire the best person for the job, or whatever. But if you're genetically pre like predetermined to be a better right. for this job, because your parents had money to give you some injections when you were a right. baby, I'm like, is that fair? Hell no, that's not fair. But if, yeah. if we don't do it and other countries start doing it, do you think our, like our government's going to go, okay, well, you know what, Braden, like, I'm looking at you at this job or I can hire this guy who's the same age as you, who's yo, absolutely yo to be a firefighter. Let's say, and I'm like, no, Braden, you've, you've done everything, but we got this super soldier guy who can run laps around you all day. Uh, he doesn't get tired. He can eat whatever he wants. Uh, he's a genius. Uh, like who are you going to hire? you like, as a fire, you'd be like, well, I'm going to hire this fucking super guy here. Super, course, Right. And I'm going to say, yeah, obviously that's the guy, but then it leaves me out in the cold.
0: Right. Right. So, so, the uh are
2: people trying to get at that,
0: so the people who can afford to do it are going to do it just for if for no other reason just to remain competitive and the the countries who are uh who are philosophically opposed to it are going to have to do it in order to remain competitive,
3: hundred you know? percent it's, yeah. it's
0: an, I
3: was looking at it and like everything I looked, and I was like, ooh, we're getting into a very slippery slope uh of science. And there's a great movie that I, as soon as I started reading, it, there's a movie called Gattaca.
0: Oh yeah, Gattaca. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like,
3: oh man, I was like, Gattaca had it. I think we're gonna like look back and say, holy fuck, did Gattaca have it clo- hit it close to home? <laughs> like twenty. What yeah. Is a movie twenty years old now?
0: Yeah, probably more than that. I think. I think it's older. Yeah, I think it's older than that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, somewhere between twenty and twenty five years. I've ever seen since. that back in the late nineties? Yeah,
3: but mm-hmm. I think I think time is going to show that that movie is like the closest depiction of what our future is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Oh like, no geez.
2: doubt. And yeah. then it's it yeah, yeah it's just it leaves so, so much so crazy. Something is a science fiction.
3: I was like, and the other thing I was like, because if your listeners never listen to our show, we get deep into conspiracy theories, but we also get deep into some weird shit. And uh, mm. uh, when I'm looking at this, and I'm I'm like. They're literally going in, and they're splicing our DNA code, which is, like, our source code, basically. Mm-hmm. And we've already done it. This was news to me. Those little, like, glow-in-the-dark neon Tetras, like the ones that glow in the dark, those yeah. are... those. There's, They don't come around in nature, the ones that glow in the dark. We made them. <laughs> right? Like, we've spliced genes and gone, yeah. now you glow-in-the-dark, motherfucker. So, to me, that says... And like we've made translucent frogs where you can see through their skin. Yeah. We've made that. Yeah. So I'm like right. in my head I go, Is there a future where we're gonna have some glow in the dark humans walking around and then humans with oh, translucent yeah. skin, you know, some some punk rockers who are like right. my skin's see through. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. if that's not some fucking proof that this is all some sort of elaborate video game and we're just hacking the source code, I'm like, I don't know what it is, it's fucking crazy.
0: You damn right, man. That's yeah. so fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, man, we've been we've been manipulating things forever like that. I mean, just look at some of our food. Not even talking about I mean, it's crazy to think that there's like living creatures that that we're just hacking. But like corn corn is not supposed to exist. We made that happen. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We made that happen out of wheat, you know, carrots. Carrots weren't supposed to happen. All of this shit that we're eating that's been around our entire lives. This is stuff that's been manipulated to happen.
3: That's why I'm like when people are like, I fuck GMO foods, I'm like, have you ever had a banana? We made that shit. <laughs> yeah. Like you, that's right. not how
0: they look. That's Dude, not how we, they taste. We talked Yo, we, we talked all about bananas. <laughs> We sure did, man. Like the like uh, like banana Laffy Taffy, which is my favorite Laffy Taffy. My whole life, I'm like, this doesn't taste like a banana, but that's what bananas are supposed to taste like. Yeah, it's not sweet like we're used to. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the
3: weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing that like most Mm -hmm. of the things like the fruit and stuff we know is like just make like like tomatoes. We do tomatoes. You know how fast regular tomatoes decompose. We've genetically modified tomatoes so that they're one of the enzymes that builds up and breaks down the tomato doesn't exist in tomatoes, like at the (laughs) store. So they'll sit on the shelf longer. And you're like, fuck GMO foods are bad." I'm like, "Man, everything we eat's already modified.
0: Like, if you're eating meat, like,
3: you think pigs and cows get that big? Like, fuck, no, we bred it into them.
0: Right, chickens." Do you yeah. think
3: do you think Stacy's little pug used to run around in the wild with the wolves like <laughs> no we made that shit right. that shit never existed
2: right. that's a little this alien thing walking around Just think about domesticated cats like in yeah. thousands of years ago I mean, there were no domesticated cats yeah that yeah. Was created
0: right they were killers <laughs> Yeah. they were no, they, monsters we they made they deserve.
3: still are monsters let's not kid ourselves. they're still monsters
0: yes <laughs> and they prove they show you every day when they leave when they leave uh their victims mutilated on your porch <laughs> as a gift uh, and, yeah. and a reminder of who's really in charge
3: <laughs> i have no doubt in my mind that if i didn't wake up for like if i died within five minutes my cow would start eating me within five minutes <clears throat>
2: Holy shit! My <laughs> body get cold, huh? Yeah, no, no, no.
3: It's not wasting the thing. These things are animals, but it, it's it's crazy to me to think when we think about that. I'm like, I never realized like how far it's gone and like how far we've been testing it. I'm like, man, we've been fucking, we've been playing god with everything, everything. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I, got deep into that rabbit hole today. Uh, I was at work and I had a lot, some free time and I was like, oh, what, should we do a case file and I was like my coworker was like you ever hear designer babies and i'm like no what's that <laughs> it started, i was like holy <laughs> shit i was like there's a lot of yeah cool stuff there.
0: and there's a there's a lot of interesting stuff that they covered on um you know in the star trek uh universe as far as all of that is concerned like khan and khan and his people yeah, like exactly all of them yeah and they went like they did some really good shit on uh deep space nine talking about it man that's yeah some fucking it's really some science and we're making it happen in real life.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's uh like they're they're already like they're already doing it in China. Like if you think they're not doing it, they're doing it. Yeah. They don't they don't yeah. uh, they don't care. I was like there's no yeah. like ethical peer review or like repercussions or like it's I think it's a wild west for science over there and I'm sure there's some scientists that are like that like working in those conditions where they're like not so much red tape perfect
2: yeah they don't want to deal with a lot of those restrictions
3: yeah well i mean we've we've talked about um i mean if you think about how far we've come in like the medical field and if you ever think about like well how do we know that like this does that And like if you cut someone open and take this they won't die i'm like that's because we tortured people that's because like the nazis did experiments the chinese have done experiments, and like the united states have bought up all those researches and pardoned most of the like war criminals who did them in in the name of science to further science like it's it's kind of it's it's like there's a real dark side to like our medical history of like where we know how to do all this stuff
2: oh hell yeah Mm -hmm. there always has been because like when you're figuring out like trying to cure diseases and all that shit somebody has to be like the human trial for that so they can find out what does what yeah exactly exactly because they, they
3: don't know and that's one of the things too that like i was getting into when i was thinking about the genetic i'm like if this if this stuff can um, can actually do what the scientists are saying that and cure these disease potentially cure these diseases with as little as an injection um, of your own cells, nevertheless, right? It, are, is big pharma and like big medication going to let that happen, right? Or are they going to buy right. these patents and seal them up because they don't want to get out? The problem There's is right no now- There's no money in a cure. Exactly. There is no money in a cure. And we've, we've made a huge industry in treating people, mm-hmm. treating illnesses, not yeah. curing them. And, uh, yeah we've talked about it on our show tons of time as soon as you start bringing money into it and th- like the the car starts driving itself like you can ask everyone yeah. in they're like do you like what do you think you're like no oh, I think it, you should it shouldn't be like this but it's too late the machine's already doing its own thing like the corporation's already it's a machine of its own you just don't know it
0: mm-hmm. but, well you know what Blades and I are usually the ones that get dark and depressing. So thanks for being the (laughs) (laughs) one.
2: Yeah. End end times, baby. uh... End times. (laughs) The end is (laughs) now.
0: But I'll tell you this, though. Um, With all of that, now, I have have one eye. I lost my left eye uh, 20 years ago. If there was a way, even if it's experimental, for them to grow a new eye in my head, I'm I'm jumping right on that. I'm cutting the line. I'll be first in line.
2: You gotta what? eat babies like Christopher Reeve in South Park, man.
3: <laughs> it's but that's the that's the other thing. I was like, because there's so many people. Like I got a bum knee, right? And I'm like, if I get a shot, and my knees fixed back to like how it was five, six years ago, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm doing it. right Right. but that's the thing i'm like it's those little things like yeah of course i'd do that and then it's like well would you also like now if they're like hey man for an extra 30 bucks like i speed up that metabolism of yours fatty i'd be like yeah why not (laughs) right what can you do about my uh,
0: give me me some of that too
3: yeah what about my male pattern baldness you know what i mean like as a person like you (laughs) know what i mean it's just gonna you're gonna want to do it
2: there's no yeah
3: it's it's easy (laughs) And, and people are right. going to want
2: to do it. So it's, it's convenient. If the temptation is there, then you're going to go for it.
3: it mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And that's what it could be disguised as. Like I'm like, could you imagine? Like obesity is such a problem, such a problem. Could you imagine if you can isolate a gene that speeds up metabolism, so humans metabolize the fatty and high calorie foods that we're eating now? That like to leave our hunter gatherer phase. And then you're like, no, you know, it doesn't matter if you're fat, I and mean, it doesn't matter what you eat, because we can give you. A fast metabolism to now your metabolism is now changed with what we're eating now and you're like yeah hell yeah why wouldn't i do that i'd love to crush wendy's every day
0: yeah. Are you kidding me
3: <laughs> like i hate salad
2: <laughs> <laughs> i think it's what they put in the food as well though that is uh making people more obese because there's a lot of junk in there that wasn't there when we were kids
0: Well yeah everything is processed So food, the food that we eat isn't even food <laughs> That's yeah. the thing
3: Man the, the one guy There was that like, uh, viral post a while ago That one guy he had like a 25 year uh, like Double uh, Quarter pounder or something From McDonald's mm. And the thing I was like How is that thing not rotted away I was like it still looks like a quarter pounder After 25 Ugh. years I was like People think they're doing it to us now but I'm like that's a 25 year old quarter pounder that doesn't look too far off from a quarter pounder. I could go buy tomorrow. Like, Whoa. I'm like, so I'm like, Holy I don't, th- I don't think it's, I don't think it's been, I don't think it's a new thing. I think it's been, it's been happening all along. It's, I don't think yeah. it's gotten better.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think it's more prevalent now. That's what it is. Like oh, people are starting to notice.
3: Well, there's such an option now of like, well, it's weird because like, People, there's all the like the healthy food promotions and stuff. And do you guys have the uh, Beyond burgers down there? Yep, yeah, the meat mm-hmm. like that thing is so fucking salty. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's like I, I don't eat, I've never looked, but I can't imagine how much sodium is in one of those. I had one and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of tastes like a smoky burger. And then, like, afterwards, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm gonna go into cardiac arrest, like, <laughs> I've had you know? a lethal amount of salt.
0: You know, actually, I eat them and I enjoy them. Actually, Um, but they're not necessarily supposed to be a healthier option. They're just they're really made just for people who no longer eat meat because they just don't want to eat animals, like myself. You know, I haven't had meat in thirty in in thirty years. So for me, it's not it's not a healthy thing. I'm not one of those healthy vegetarians. Yeah. Um. So it's just uh, you know, it's just something to have, and it's definitely nothing that you're going to want to have every day because if it if anything, it's probably slightly less healthy than a, than a real oh, burger.
3: Oh, 100%. And it's, it's interesting, the marketing and uh, in that, Uh, like, we have Tim Hortons and stuff up here, and they do yeah. all like that. And nowhere does it say it's healthy. I'll give them that. Nowhere do they claim to be healthy, but right. they sure fucking imply it. Mm. Like, in their marketing stuff, everything's, like, on a green background, alternative choice, like, Just how they word everything is like, motherfucker, call this thing the like cardiac burger, right? But like, this is no better than what the other thing is going to be. And I was like, and that's why they like, I was like, put the nutrition facts beside the burger of the regular patty and the and your beyond meat concoction. I'm like, I was like, people are gonna say. Is that better for me? Like, no. But I, there's definitely this imp- implication in like our society now for like to be healthy that this is a healthy option. It's not a burger. Yeah, like, motherfucker, you're still going to Burger King. You're going to McDonald's. Like,
2: we've everyone <laughs> right. knows that's it's not healthy. fast food, right? It's <laughs> yeah, like that's a... the thing. It's like you're um. You have a better chance of eating healthy if you're cooking something at home as opposed to going to a place like Taco Bell and eating, getting some grass fed beef or something there. Yeah. And they make it look all healthy, but it could probably come from cows that are shot up with uh, HGH or something. Yeah, penicillin
3: and antibiotics and fucking disgusting, man. It's like like, meat from the store grosses me out. It does, like red meat stuff. If I have some, I'm usually sick. I have a, a penicillin allergy, so it's like sometimes red meat, like, makes me sick. I'm like, why the fuck does red meat make me sick? All of a sudden, I'm like, it's probably because that thing was pumped full of antibiotics, and I'm having a slight yeah. allergic reaction. And I was like, there's no other. But I I mean, I'm always usually drunk when I'm crushing steak, so I always forget to write down if I'm eating organic <laughs> beef or normal beef. I'm a terrible scientist myself. I don't know if yeah. that comes across. <laughs>
2: How do you know if it's to be believed, though, if it says it's, like, 100% organic? Well, that's the thing. I mean, unless, I I that myself, unless I shoot it myself. Unless I shoot it
3: myself and it was frolicking in the woods. <laughs> and I can look it in the eye and tell it's never seen a human. I'm not going to trust it's organic. And probably that <laughs> motherfucker's eating some garbage sometime in its life.
0: Oh yeah, oh, No doubt if it lives on earth, which is one of the things we were talking about, how polluted this place is, you know, because we did that. So we can't expect, and, and all of this shit that we dump into the water, even the, even the animals that are out in the wild, they're still taking in all of the crap that we put into no, this place.
3: That's a, it's a, I'm a diver. I, I rec, do diving recreationally. Um, loved it. Like love seeing the reefs and stuff. So like a huge sticking point for me is like when people are like, we had a guy, uh, it's gonna come out a guy we interviewed um fuck I can't remember his name Douglas Nano really nice guy good interview really nice guy but he a couple of times just shooting the like the oh the left wing climate change hoax and I'm like no motherfucker like that ocean is acidifying faster than it ever has before and that's directly linked to every extinction level event in history and we're watching it happen we're watching the reefs die like I've been I've dived in reefs and then gone back five years, and it's unrecognizable. The damage, it's gone. grief has gone, yeah. calcified. And you're like, and then when someone's like, it's make believe. I'm like, no, it's not. I fucking seen it. I've seen the <laughs> right. reef It's like it's natural. I'm like, not that fast, man. Not that fast. Yeah. Not as fast as is happening right now. Not to be an alarmist, so as be like, yeah, weird. I'm like, hey, just happening. I don't know what to do about it. Just like anyone else, it's like I think it's beyond our control now. People always say we've like there's a the line. But I'm like I f- I feel like we crossed that line long ago.
0: We crossed the tipping point. Yeah.
2: Oh, definitely. I
3: was like, is I I've never seen pictures, but like you always hear about that fucking swirling pile of garbage in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, where like all the all the um, current lines kind of converge. Apparently, there's just like a floating pool of plastic, like as big as a, like Fuck. Texas.
2: Oh man, a, I con- a like continent that. of trash. Yeah, that makes me sick. Yeah, now I've, you
3: know, I've it's, it's like hard. You look look up pictures, and it's hard. It's hard because I'm like I'll say this: as much as I love conspiracy theories and that kind of shit,
2: oh, getting some really bad feedback. Oh yeah, there's a lot of static right Is now. That me there? Oh, that's, really uh, that's,
3: that's, that's, that's a, probably me. That's the CIA man. That's name, <laughs> man.
2: Those black helicopters are coming.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those things like I'm I, I love this stuff but I'm a skeptic at heart so I'm like I'm always like some of the stuff I have to see to believe and when you tell me there's a like a continent as like a state sized swirling pool of garbage I'm like alright and I see pictures but I'm like that could be at the dump like I can't tell like the photos and I was like I've seen satellite photos and like I've seen Google Maps and I'm like I don't see an island of trash but like you can read articles and stuff about it. People have made like tools to try to clean it, clean it up. But I'm like, I've never seen it, but I'm like, still, man, there's, there's already too much plastic regardless. If there's no floating state, the fact that I go to the store and suck on a straw, and then that straw ends up in the oceans already too much, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's and we done. talked about this in the past, but like n- not even on our planet, but all the garbage that we got floating around our planet is space.
3: What's mm-hmm. that, uh, we were just talking about that, um, fuck, was, uh, Starlink, they want to, uh, Tesla wants to send up all those satellites, uh, the Starlink 60,000 or however many. There's that, like, uh, I can't remember what it's called, the Kessel effect? Is it that? Okay. Where, where it's, uh, if there was some sort of crash in space with one of these satellites, mm-hmm. we are at the, we are at a tipping point. <laughs> we could call this episode Tipping Point. We keep talking about it so much. Uh... We're at a tipping point where if one of these satellites crash into each other, it could send off like a trigger effect where it just keeps smashing and then the debris from that smashes something else, basically eliminating our chances of going into space and leaving the atmosphere because we'd have a swirling pool of like shards of metal ripping around the planet at hundreds of thousands of kilometers a second or an hour and just yeah. destroy yeah. everything that we try to put in the sky.
2: And when but, we're doing this to ourselves, that's so ridiculous.
3: Well, it's one of those things It's like uh, excess, right? We're, we're a very, we're a species that just loves excess. Yeah. Right? So it's, we see it in all aspects, right, of what we do. Like, oh, we overfish. We all overeat, right? We're probably sending yeah. too many satellites in. And like, there's a time where one of these things is going to bite us in the ass, right? Maybe not now, maybe not in our lifetime, but one of these days some of this excess is going to come back and haunt us
2: yeah the planet is going to recover but we're not going to
3: no no and i, I uh, dude we get into it we uh, like that's one of the things we get into all the time is uh we always have like we did a we did a climate change one and like we had people like fucking oil industry like this fucking bullshit man fucking oil and gas isn't bad and like try heating your house without it you're like i have electric heat already like I don't like I right. don't really need it. And uh, you just get all these people that like, whatever, you think whatever you want, but like, I, I say it all the time, like, if the people saying it's fake are right, whoops, right? We we're all wrong. <laughs> Good. We were wrong. Right. Now we have yeah. a greener civilization. We're better in tune with nature. We have all this renewable energy, um, but if, if, if we go with their argument and it's fake, and they're wrong, we're dead.
0: Then we're fucked. We're right. fucked. Right.
3: Whereas at least like if we look at the other side, and we go, okay, well, let's just go with them. If they're right, we're fine. We did the right thing. Mm-hmm. And if they're wrong, again, oh, well, at least we have all this renewable energy and stuff. We've made an advancement as a civilization. Whoops. Yeah. We were wrong about that. Probably shouldn't have been so freaked <laughs> out. But there's not an option there where we're dead. Exactly. <laughs> so i like,
2: like, that's I the think thing. we've reached that point where we've eliminated the need for fossil fuel and we could just go on, like, clean, renewable energy. Yeah. But there's money to be made in fossil fuel, of course. Well, so, and, that's of course.
3: A, and, like, the thing, if, if you think about lithium and stuff, like, lithium's still mined, right? We're not, like, oil and gas is going to be around for a long time. Even if it's not the main staple anymore, like, it's going to be around because... Elect- we're not efficient enough with electric energy to power these huge machines that it takes to mine the earth. Yeah. Right. So, there's, I think there's going to be a place for it for a long time. But are we moving in that direction? I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and then I'm like, why are we trying to hold it back? Just run with it. Right. Like, let's go. Let's see how crazy we can get electric stuff and run it. like, mad driving a car that didn't need to be recharged and shit. Like, that's where I want to be.
2: Yeah. Yeah, or a solar powered car.
3: What are you guys' thoughts about uh, automated cars? Think that's going to be a way um, in the future? I think driving's a thing of the past.
0: I think it's headed in that direction, and and <clears throat> me as a person who cannot legally drive because of my vision, I am one hundred percent for it.
3: Oh, hundred! I don't care.
0: Yeah, um, the, you know, people people are panicking. They're saying that you know, oh, I'm, you know, you're not in control. There's been a couple of accidents, but like do you know how many accidents uh there are like right now there's several accidents going on right now um with irresponsible people driving cars i'll trust a car driving itself just as much as i can drive uh trust somebody else driving a car for me
3: man it's uh it's literally the most dangerous thing you do in a day is get behind the vehicle the motor vehicle there's uh um, hold on I got the fact I have those facts written here somewhere oh 1.25 million people die in road crashes every year and 20 to 50 million are injured or disabled and you're telling me that if we all switched over to automation that number would be zero like or a lot less hell yeah
2: I'll yeah.
3: gladly never drive again who cares
2: right yeah. and, and you can as much as you want you don't have to worry about that shit and there's I see gonna be
0: texting and driving. There's gonna be accidents and little mishaps. You know, there's gonna be things like that, but probably far less than what we're having right now. Even if so, it, even
3: if it goes from one point two five million to one million a year with full automation, I'm like, yeah, well, you make that step, man? I'm like, that's not yeah. a, that's like every day you get in behind you you're playing the lottery every day you get behind the wheel you're playing the lottery, right? Yeah, because you're gonna yep. be one of those thirty two hundred deaths per day could be you, and I mean it's a it's your odds are pretty good that you're gonna be okay, but there's a chance that one of those days is right. not so like fuck if you tell me you eliminate that or like make that number way smaller? Hell yeah, the problem with that right. is where does this again <laughs> there's a tipping point because uh if you think about think about how many workers think about how many workers are driving jobs there are true yeah. right. And like, and when I think about those jobs, I'm like, most of those jobs are middle class and lower middle class. True. Right? Yeah. And so you're telling me that the upper class is going to have a mode where they're going to go, well, if we eliminate a driver, we can collect a hundred percent of the profit. Hmm. Right. So now you have these things. We're all safer. We're all benefiting from it. Except now, however many driving draw, I don't know the number of driving jobs there are, but now there's, there's not yeah right it's like it's again it's just a it's a it's a it's a tough spot man it's interesting where it's we're living in an interesting transition time
2: yeah and i think anytime we give over that uh, a certain amount of control we start to get lazy and complacent
0: about some things
3: oh 100 100 Mm -hmm.
0: yeah that's true i mean there there is a lot to consider but again for me I haven't been able to drive a car in 20 years, yeah. you know, and it's very difficult to have to depend on somebody else to come and get me, you know, and, and to take me where I need to go. Or if I have to get on public transportation, that's a big hassle. So if I'm able to be in control of my own transportation, for me, that's a blessing. But on a large scale, yeah I could see how that could uh, that could do a lot of damage
3: so going to your side like you know how cool would be like we could have like subscription services for cars where like you know what I mean I'd be like I subscribe to uh, Ford models only and they'll like I can hail them on my app and my <laughs> my, uh, right. my Ford model auto will come and pick me up uh, and you would not even ha- would you even have to own a car would you own a car if it was fully automated or would you we just why would you even order? Like, why would you need right. to own one?
2: I don't think you'd need to own one. You no. would just uh, get whatever car that you were interested in at that time.
3: Yeah. Or you just like, yeah, it'd be like all like ride hailing services.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's uh... it. It kind of reminds me of iRobot. Like, yeah. Um, you know, Will Smith was driving in that self driving car. And it was just, uh, I don't know. It was pretty cool in a way, but it was also scary.
3: I, I think of it more of, is like the original total recall where you have the taxi bots.
2: Yeah.
0: That's the automo- oh, shit.
3: automation that I, I want. The, the I want the fake, uh, you know, the fake person <laughs> at the front just to give it that
2: creepy level.
0: Just <laughs> make it creepier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: And they'll probably do that because uh, they don't, don't want to talk to a car, like some Night Rider shit. They'll yeah. put like a, a little robot in the, in the front seat of the car and you could talk to them. I bet, I bet they'll do that. I do the reason I think they'll do it is even stupider than that because
3: we all feel, it'll make us all feel more comfortable if we see something controlling the wheel. Right. Even though it's yeah. not, it's just there to make you pretend and make you feel more comfortable. That's why they'll yeah. put it in because studies are going to show that if someone's driving, if something's controlling the wheel, everyone else is a little more at ease. And so I think right. we we'll see that in a transition.
0: Perception. Yeah. Yeah, it's a psychological thing. It's like yeah. on it's like on it's like on airplanes with the oxygen mask that comes down when the plane is crashing. That that oxygen's not gonna save your life, it's just gonna help you not care that you're dying.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well see, you know what? Like when I was when I was in the dentist's office yesterday and they were they were putting the implants in, um, I was I had a panic attack. And I was freaking out and the doctor asked me if I wanted nitrous and I was like, No, thank you. <laughs> and yeah. so he was like, All right, how about oxygen? And like as soon as he gave me that oxygen, it kind of it slowed my heart rate down a little bit and it, it made me calmer. And so I think the oxygen just makes you like it does something to you, I guess. Yeah.
0: Whereas same reason different. why they same reason why they pump casinos full of oxygen, you know.
3: <laughs> oh it's crazy. About, you're like, what time is it? You're like, six in the morning. I've been up all night playing blackjack. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I guess I should have asked before if this is a swearing show. It's a little too late now, I think.
2: Oh, no, no, no. We swear all the time. It's good cool.
0: yeah, we'll, No, we'll edit all that shit out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's,
3: uh, let me give me your editor's PayPal so I can tip him for all the work he's going
0: to have to do. <laughs> well, I'm the editor, so <laughs> 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 no, nah, it's all good, you know reform i've been i've been actually i've been actively trying to uh watch my language actually, but uh I don't think I've been doing so great but yeah you know it, it's not a big deal here
3: it, yeah it's one of those uh it's one of those things where if you could go back you're like well you know what I don't think the shows is fun without swearing because I swear I swear all the time in real life, so yeah, yeah. To not yeah. Swear is very hard and i i think yeah i I, I like when I like hearing swears and it just makes it feel more real. Right. I enjoy it. So I don't think we'd ever stop. But it does give you that terrible explicit logo. Oh,
2: boy. <laughs> this podcast contains explicit content.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the bane of our existence. Yeah. We're not family friendly, though. So it doesn't matter. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you use? To, I'm curious. You got a couple. What are you guys using for uh, podcast gear?
2: Um I got I got my Behringer uh for a mixer and let's see I got my Marshall MXL mic with a a boom stand I got from Amazon. Um that's pretty much it. And then like my DAW is a mixcraft uh work workstation pro studio.
0: Oh nice. Okay, right on. I am on a Commodore sixty four <laughs> Nice. <laughs> no, actually, actually, for uh, right now, right now, I'm on my iPhone. You know, um, I have a whole situation, a whole backstory of, of moving. Um, you know, my a big family thing. I'm not going to get into right now, but I've been building a studio since high school, since the early '90s. So I have a, I have a complete, a full studio. It's just not set up. I haven't had it set up in about over a decade at this point. So I do everything on my iPhone right now. Blades has all the gear.
3: Dude, you its you got such a good voice for it, though. It's, it, I don't even think it doesn't matter. Like, your voice pushes through so good, <laughs> you'd never yeah. tell. I was like, you could probably record on a fucking cassette tape and send it in like it'd sound good. <laughs> it's got one of those nice audio voices, man.
0: I appreciate that. I, I used to do commercial radio, actually. Um, oh. Right out of college, I did radio in Pittsburgh.
3: Oh, that's Man. fucking cool! Like you're like a like a like a DJ morning DJ.
0: Uh, actually, I did overnights, Quiet Storm, playing slow jams.
3: How how is that for? I've always thought of like is is that a is that a, sweet, a pretty sweet gig?
0: It can be, you know, if you're in a major market, it can be, you know, I was a local celebrity, so that was pretty cool. But at the time when I got in there, uh, they, we were, like, there was a bunch of us, like a wave of us that replaced the old guard. Oh, yeah. So, the, so they didn't really have to pay us so much. A lot of us were working without contracts and like I was taking the bus to and from work, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, not because i wanted to but because i couldn't afford anything else
3: yeah
1: you know
0: uh but it, you know it was it was fun until it wasn't it was still it was work you know yeah
3: it's uh well, it's, it's one of those things too it's because every now and then i'm like ah, oh, you know i like i like doing the podcast i'm like maybe i should get into like do some broadcasting or something like that and then i'm like yeah. you know what i think i like this because i don't work for anyone
0: yeah you don't have to answer to anybody right. and especially especially at a commercial station like you're you're constantly being watched like uh we had a red light that would like the whole room would turn blood red if we did one thing wrong you know there's there's just so much pressure that you're under doing podcasting you can do whatever you want to do you can say whatever the fuck you want i couldn't say that on commercial radio yeah
3: yeah it's very true and i think that's the the, jo- the- it's such a cool platform right now that yeah. it's, it's really the wild west of media because you can do, like you said, whatever the fuck you want, whatever, with no oversight right now. And I'm always wondering if that's going to change in time. Because, like, you, you see, TV's gone that route, right? Like, and mm-hmm. pretty much all forms of media have gone the route of, like, being, I guess, censored in some way. But, like, podcasts yeah. is... And I think maybe that's why it's so popular and has gained as much traction as it has is is because of that. Because, I mean, man.
0: Because we still own it.
3: Yeah. And it's it's like because I used to listen to music like all the time. Dude, Mm -hmm. I used to love listening to all sorts of types of music. And then probably around like 2010, 2011, podcasts took over. And I just, I was like, I I still don't listen to music. I was like, I will listen to music maybe if I'm in the shower and I can't pay attention to a podcast. But other than that, I'm like all the time.
0: Yeah. That's pretty much how it is for me, man. I mean, if I'm, if I'm going to listen to music, it's going to be one or two songs that I seek out on YouTube, but the majority of my time is spent uh, listening to podcasts.
2: Oh yeah. Same here. Uh, Pretty much. I'd say 80% of the day is podcast listening.
3: Yeah. I I work, I work at top. I, I work a job that allows me to. I uh, get it some good podcast time and it work, so it's kind of kind of treated in that way. So, crush cool. That yeah. You know. What's your uh, What's your guys' go tos?
0: Like uh, genres. Well, uh, most of the most of the small community that Blades and I belong to kind of have its roots in wrestling, you know, oh. pro wrestling. I didn't know I was
3: talking to a couple Marks. Why have we (laughs) been talking about about all this other bullshit? Let's get down to the real deal. I was going to
0: mention, because I picked up on a lot. Of course, I pick up on a lot of your wrestling references on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But
3: what a time to be alive as a wrestling fan right now.
0: What a fucking treat. (laughs) That's true. You know what? I'm excited about everything that's happening in wrestling right now, but I actually stopped watching a long time ago um, just because – it doesn't what they're presenting doesn't appeal to me as much as it used to just because they pulled the veil they pulled the curtain back so much it's like we knew when we were younger that it wasn't real but they at least presented it with a wink and a nod like yeah yeah this is this is totally real but now they're like oh this is fake my real name is this this move doesn't hurt because this is how we do it you know so Um, it's just I don't watch it anymore but I'm still a lifelong fanatic I'll always be a fan
3: there's uh, NWA Power on yeah. YouTube. You can watch that. It, like, if you're a fan of the older stuff, they do that. They, it's like it's it's legit. It's real, right? <laughs> little, tip of, little tip of the hat to you. But it's all filmed in like '70s style, '80s style. Uh, right. They got the great vignettes. They got great promos going on. Good matches. Really fun to watch. But I, yeah. my heart, my heart's in like, dude. I grew up in the like early '90s. So I was uh-huh. like, I grew up with Bret Hart and Stone Cold, and like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. In the my former years, and, and I like it just resonated with me so much. All the storylines, right? Of like so much, like I loved it all. I love Sean, like Sean. I go on for Shawn right. like all those guys, and I'm like, I, I agree. Now I'm like, it, it, I haven't had that feeling in years, and I like, I've watched consistently right through, and for years I was like, the, the like, it's been stale. Very stale, but like the, mm-hmm. I've only recently really got excited again in like the last yeah. like six, seven months with AEW coming of out, course. Putting into some great stuff, uh, going out like new Japan in the last year or so. I've been starting to get into that and like realizing yeah. that there is other companies out there doing something. Of course. Yeah. It's not just the, and that's, and that I guess as a podcaster, that's starting to resonate with me that you have all these small companies being like, this is what I loved when I was a kid and I want to bring mm-hmm. that back. I want to do that again. Like this, like, Oh, it's almost like a give back community. These people like, like, no, fuck that. We're, we don't need to make the big paychecks. Like we can do this ourselves, right? There's avenues now for like NW on YouTube and there's, there's other ways you can you write know, a product out there.
0: Right. Yeah. But this is, this is the best era that there's been in quite some time for pro wrestling because it is competitive again. I mean, it it can't be denied that Vince McMahon just stopped. He just stopped caring because why should he, why should he put forth a better product? If there's nobody to compete with, Oh, what are you, what are you going to watch? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, go enjoy your nothing. <laughs> you know,
3: It's but, I like, I would like to think that, but I would think if someone didn't care, they wouldn't have their hands in it so much. Like he still makes all creative decisions or run past him. He's there right. most I Monday mean, nights and stuff, fucking in gorilla position, like making calls and be like, "Nope, take right. this off the air." Like I want Rusev's white to cheat on him and uh and like, I want right. this well, I want fucking Roman Reigns to come out again. Send him back out. <laughs> well,
0: when when I when I say when I say he didn't care, what I really mean is that he did. There was no competition. I mean, there was always. There was always little indies, but there was no competition for him. So he was gonna present what he wanted and the fans who were bitching about it were just gonna have to bitch about it and just accept it. But now it's like, uh, well, I don't like what you're offering, so I'm gonna go over here and watch these guys. Now they're now they're in a position where they're like, Wait, 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 well we can show you this, you know. Yeah. I
1: so
3: I find it as like, you know, when he there's no denying the guy's a genius. Like what yeah, he's done. Yeah. Creatively, he's one of the best heels of all time. Yeah, he, it's he, the guy's had a career, but I think in this day and age, how old is he? 72, 73 something he, like that. Yeah, he's a 73 year old trying to tell teenagers what's cool.
0: Yeah, he's way out of touch, you know, way what I mean? like, out of touch.
3: He has no idea what's going on.
0: Yeah, and the problem is the buck still stops with him. Yeah. So, you know, what he thought was funny 30, 40 years ago, nobody can relate to at this point. And the the target audience that they're going for can't relate to his uh, his form of entertainment.
3: And this is a guy, this is a guy that survived like a hostile time in like if you think the 90s when WCW was around, where yeah. they were on the outs. So he's got like he's got to be one of those guys that's like, I trusted in myself. Now I just got to keep trusting myself. Right. right I mean right. you've made A billion dollar com- Like company I can't imagine Your confidence is low Right you're like No <laughs> fuck it. I know what to do Look what I've created Look what like I know what's right yeah. So Fuck It's uh Such dude Such a fan What's your favorite wrestlers
0: Of all time yeah. Um It's a tough question it it is because there are different people uh, during different uh, during different points of time, but I I would probably have to say Brad Hart is up there for me. Ooh. I met him. Um, I,
3: I met him just recently. Really? He uh, oh, he came cool. to a city and did a he was doing like his tour where he just talks about his like his heydays, and then I I was like I forked over the hundred bucks so I could do the meet and greet. Uh, it was super nice, man. He's a he's just I mean. I didn't think he was gonna be like, Fuck you, kid. <laughs> get out of there. But he was super right, nice. He, right. It took a really long time for everyone to meet him because he literally just sat with everyone. Like he, he wasn't like there was at no point where he was like, You gotta get out of here vibe from him. Oh, huh, so, Okay. Super cool guy. That's a that's a excellent pick.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he's he's um yeah, he's right up there at the top. There are other characters that I liked, um, you know, as time went on. I always liked The Undertaker as a character, um, pretty much every incarnation of, of The Undertaker. Uh, I was a big fan of the Road Warriors, especially uh, as a kid, because they always looked like they were killing people, and it turned out they were. Like they yeah. were really murdering jobbers in there.
3: Yeah, like he, those Hawk and Animal, yeah, they're yeah two of the best like what their t- what was their finisher called
0: the doomsday Do device
3: doomsday device that's right fuck that was yeah uh, right I was a big I was a big macho man guy as a kid I love oh yeah you can't go me wrong some yeah. macho madness and then I liked him as a kid and then I really appreciated mm-hmm. him as an adult when I walked back and like I look at those promos and then you're like those weren't scripted how the fuck right. how high was this motherfucker
0: <laughs> you could see it in his neck veins. Yeah, how high he was.
3: And then you had you had Mean Gene there, who like, yeah. like How is that guy so? Co-? I'd be laughing at every time, man. One hundred eighty degrees. So I was like, I'd be losing my mind. And he's cool. Yeah. As a cover. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, but, uh, yeah, that was uh, the best stuff, man. When they were working, when, every, when they were working without a net, and and Vince trusted them to go out there and work without a script, that was the best. It was the best because they were responsible. The performers were responsible for what we were seeing. Like they had to know who their characters were. Now they're now they're given these long scripts uh, that are written by a few people, and it all sounds so fake. It yeah. sounds so fake. It, what people. Go ahead. It's,
3: it sounds like the hit like the hills or some reality TV.
2: Yeah. Well, they got writers now who are, are not wrestling fans. They're just like Hollywood writers.
0: Yeah. And it yeah. sounds like it. Right. It, it's badly written and it's badly performed because these people are not actors. They're supposed to be athletes. You know, so it just it comes off unnatural. The thing the promos that pass for good these days don't convince me. They just don't draw me in. I can't get into it.
2: Uh no, he, it doesn't feel real anymore.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I liked it. I like it better when the rest is go up because then it, it gives the power to the fans. Like we choose. If we don't like what a guy's saying, whether he's a heel or a babyface, we're gonna boo him. Right? Yeah. It's like he's if he's stale on the mic, we're gonna boo. Now, if we like what he's saying, healer, like bad guy or good guy, we're going to cheer. Right. And they've kind of taken that out of it where they're like this guy. And like, that's why you see now, like these people coming out and like, you know, baby faces just getting booed through the building because like people like people don't like that shit, man. I was like, it's, it's so weird to me that they can't figure it out. Like we've never liked the good guys that say the good things. You know what I mean? Like, like, come on guys, eat your Wheaties. You can do it. <laughs> right?
0: Like, yeah. I was like well, vitamins.
3: I like Hogan you know what, is, But he way more popular is Hollywood Hulk Hogan.
0: True. But you know what? I think I think it could work. If uh if a um like if the pure babyface was actually legitimately a likable person, I think that could work, but One problem is some of the people that they put up there, we we just know too much about them. Like, we know that Seth Rollins is a shitty person. Yeah. He's just a shitty human being in real life. He's not a likable human being. People wanted to like him initially. People wanted to like Roman Reigns at first. Everybody seems to forget that. But these things come out about them. The real character traits come out. And with the internet, we're able to find out so much. We're like, you know what? Fuck these guys. Yeah. I don't like them at all. They're trying to convince us that these people are likable. Fuck them.
3: Yeah. Like, let us, like, let us make our own minds and let them run with it. Yeah. Right. If we come out, we boo Kevin Owens, let Kevin Owens be a bad guy. If people are cheering him, let him do his thing. Right. Whatever's making people cheer, let him run with it. Like, that's why Stone Cold was so popular. It's like they wanted Stone Cold to be a heel. Like, that's one of the greatest matches of all times where, where, uh, Bret Hart and Stone Cold match and the match starts Mm -hmm. and bret hart's the baby face stone cold's a heel. and by the end of the match they're booing the fuck out of bret hart he's fingering the crowd and they're cheering for stone cold i'm like
0: right that was brilliant
3: yeah brilliant i'm like they just let the crowd do it naturally
0: yeah they used to know how to pivot like that with, with characters that's why the rock became a face. I mean, well, I know that he initially, when he was Rocky Maivia uh, and the, the fans hated him because he was just, you know, this smiling guy, a boo, fuck this yeah. guy, die yeah. Rocky, die. die um, yeah. And and then when he became when he became a heel and people liked him, they were like, oh, okay, well, you know, uh, pivot. And he's a baby face again, technically. The same thing with Honky Tonk, man. He came yeah. in as a heel, uh, as a face, and everybody hated him because he wasn't likable. So they knew how to pivot and make him a heel. They won't do that nowadays. Yeah. They switch people for no apparent fucking reason, but the people who who they need to switch, they won't do it.
3: Well, that's, the best example of that recently, I think, is Cesaro. Uh, mm-hmm. Dude, I love Cesaro. One of the most underrated wrestlers. He's so good in the ring. Um, and he was gaining traction. I think he was finally, people were like, the C-section was happening. Uh, yeah. And like, Dude, no one wants that guy to be a heel. Like they just don't. Like I went to <sighs> I went to WrestleMania and the Raw after Mania uh, this 3 or 4 years ago. It was him and Shane Sheamus. It was right before they were the bar, but they were still heels. They were like the opening match. Yeah. And the crowd loves those guys so much that the whole time they were just chanting Sheamus and Cesaro. Hey, hey, hey. And they chanted that for the whole fucking <laughs> show. Like the whole time wow. between, they were just Seamus and Cesaro. Like everyone loves that guy. He's so good in the ring. And yet he's given the shittiest hands by creative. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, they're, they're like, people are like, he's shitty on the mic. I'm like, I've never seen him on the mic. I've seen him like, yeah, we are the bar. That's it. <laughs> and Cesaro.
2: His teeth pushed up into his skull and still come out the next day,
0: you know? Dude.
3: That was fucked up. It (laughs) was terrible.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: He's a tough son of a bitch. Um, We, uh, (laughs) wow, we had no idea this conversation was going to switch to wrestling. (laughs) No, that's neither We actually
2: started off on our wrestling podcast.
0: Did you? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep.
1: That's yeah, funny. That's, that's
2: where
3: the, When you have a free flow and that's, uh, that's where things lead. They'll lead to wrestling.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's beautiful to have it free form though. Yeah. Um, uh,
3: so, I, go I'm going to have to wrap this up here. Uh, pretty quick here guys. So,
0: yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, th- go ahead and, uh, let people know where they can find you.
3: Um, you can find, uh, our podcast, alien theorist theorizing on iTunes, anywhere you get podcasts, really. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we're everywhere. You can, fi- you can find us. Yeah. Um, I'm going to also... Do you guys mind it? I recorded this if we release this to our Patreon listeners?
2: Uh, yeah, go for it.
3: So Hell plug yeah. your show one more time. So if you're listening to this episode on Alien Theorists Theorizing Patreon, where can then we find you, you are.
2: You can, you can find us on any platform pretty much. Uh, we're on iTunes... <laughs> Apple, iTunes, whatever it's called now, uh, Stitcher, you know, all the major, all the major platforms. And you can. Oh, sorry.
0: (laughs) I was going to say you can, uh, you can contact our Inhuman intern on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast.
2: That's right. Right Sometimes sometimes you'll find us on there.
3: That's a. That's the best thing about the small uh, podcast community, man. Just all of us got to stick together, and help each other out. Hell
0: yeah. Yeah, man. All right, guys. We appreciate of... We appreciate oh,
3: Thanks for having me on. It's been yeah. an absolute slice, man. That hour Shh. flew by.
0: That was a Thank big, you. And Thank and, but... and you. Can, and if you can do us one quick favor oh, before shit, you. Oh, shit. You've had the same thing as that you were thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Ask them. If you. Well, I was going to say, um, if you could close out our show the way that you close out your show, you usually say,
3: keep those eyes on the skies.
0: Thank you for contacting Inhuman Resources, a Q&A segment where you can have your cues aid by these two jackasses, at least to the best of their limited abilities. Feel free to ask any question at all. From how to make a peanut butter sandwich to how can I get my hot coworker to notice me to how do manatees bang? Any question at all. Just contact at IEXP underscore podcast on Twitter with the hashtag Inhuman Resources or email InhumanexperiencePodcast19 at gmail.com with inhuman resources in the subject line. And we'll see what we can do about bringing you that much closer to enlightenment. Now transferring you over to the inhumans and. So we got a question from Patty via email who wants to know, does changing size affect how much Hank Pym eats? Damn. Damn. Do you understand the question? Yeah, that's
2: a, that's a good question, man. Okay. Gotten all scientifical and shit.
0: <laughs> so, as I understand it, unless I'm mistaken, the question is saying like, okay, so like, if, if Hank Pym shrinks and he eats a tiny crumb, will that sustain him when he grows?
2: Oh, okay. So they're talking about like he eats that, but when he if and then he goes back to normal size. Right. And fucking so when he eats that, it's like the size of a fucking three-course meal, but then he goes back to human size and and it's a fucking crumb in his stomach. So I'm thinking now right. that I'm thinking that wouldn't sustain him at all, like unless he stayed the the miniature size
0: right because if he eats it if he eats it it's not technically a part of him yet right and if it's not a part of him when he grows it would i would think that it would stay the same size yeah so when he grows back he, he's still hungry because he just has this tiny little crumb in him.
2: <laughs> right because
0: think about it if like
2: if he ate that and then immediately transformed back to normal size, but also left the crumb that hadn't digested in his stomach to uh, right. kind of blow it up that, like, I don't know, it might kill him. If that if that thing enlarged as well.
0: And what if, like, 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 let's say he puts the crumb in his mouth when he's small and then he grows, if the crumb grows with him... Then he's fucking dead. he spits it out, that's a big fucking crumb. <laughs> it's a huge fucking crumb. And... And how about this on the other side of that, though? When he becomes giant, man, let's say he just tosses like a couple of cows in his mouth.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, shit. And he
0: swallows those cows. Do they shrink down with him when he shrinks back down to normal size? Because if not... Uh,
2: that I'm
0: could saying... Be messy.
2: Yeah, he's a fucking dead man. Because it, it would have to be absorbed into his body, I'm thinking. Because... It's not a part of him yet, so there's still all this foreign matter floating around in his stomach, hasn't been absorbed right. into his system. So I'm thinking, unless this, unless it's the suit that shrinks like anything, you know, within its uh, radius, mm. then okay. if then if that's the case, then yeah, it'll stay. It'll stay the size relative to what it was, or relative to, you know, inside the radius of the suit. But if not, he's fucked
0: right i wonder if he put any thought into that man how is he still around
2: yeah shit
0: fuck man i never even thought of that all right would you eat food knowing that you could die no if you
2: do it wrong (laughs) fuck no i would be scared like man like even i heard even if like you were to miniaturize yourself the air you breathe Mm -hmm. would be different
0: I would, yeah, I, would, I thought that too, you know, because, yeah. you know, the, the particles and everything, just with the sizes, you know, you'd probably suffocate, suffocate, I would imagine.
2: Yeah, because you couldn't take in the same amount of oxygen that a normal sized person would take in. Your lungs, right. your lung capacity is different. Everything is different. And so I would think food would be the same way. So even di- to digest that as like a tiny person, um, I think you would have to know, have like a lot more scientific knowledge than me in order to eat some food without killing yourself.
0: Yeah, man, I guess Hank Pym is a lot smarter than we are.
2: For real, that motherfucker's a genius.
0: I guess so, man. (laughs) But, you know, and also to be fair, my, my, my knowledge of comics is limited. So, you know, I know a little bit, but all of this might have already been covered in the comic books. I don't know.
2: Yeah, it could have been, because I haven't read comics since, like, 93, so, you know, this might have been taken care of already.
0: Yeah, it may have been, man. I don't know. I, most of my comic knowledge is of the Hulk. I know I have I have vast Hulk knowledge. So, Yeah, so send in much, your Hulk questions. Send in Hulk questions, and if you can, if, if you have knowledge of Hank Pym and uh, how much he can eat when he shrinks and grows... Please clarify for us because we would like to know.
2: Yeah, man, because we are we could probably be off base completely and we don't even know it. So if you want to correct us, um, where can they send their emails to?
0: They can send their emails to Inhuman Experience Podcast 19 at gmail.com with the subject Inhuman Resources. That's right. And, yeah, and they can also uh, they can uh, hit us up on Twitter or they can reach our Inhuman intern on Twitter at iexp underscore podcast with the hashtag inhuman resources
2: boom there it is my god it's full of stars all right man so we asked the people and they have spoken all right so yeah i promised to uh read your five star reviews if you left them on itunes and give you a shout out so that's what i'm gonna do so i'm gonna get started here And apparently uh, there was a five-star review from a year ago that I hadn't even noticed. And (laughs) this one's from our good friend Dave Sincere at the the WNC show. And yeah, five stars. He writes, Tremendous! With three exclamation points. (laughs) A well-thought-out human approach to esoteric and paranormal podcasting. Well worth your time and subscription. Thank you, Dave. We love you.
0: Love you, Dave. That's my <laughs> man, Papa Dave Sincere from Hell the yeah. WNC Network. Much WNC love. Super Party.
2: That's right. And you can listen to them on mixler.com every Thursday night.
0: After wrestling soup.
2: Yeah. Our next five-star review comes from it looks like Jake coon 44 Um and I'm assuming this, uh, this is the guy from the Conspiracy Cafe podcast. Nice. Much love to you, sir. And definitely check out Conspiracy Cafe. It's well worth your listen. Um, but he writes, awesomeness with one exclamation point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> loving this show. Loving the topics. Y'all got a new listener here for show. Keep up the great work, guys. So much love much love jay and thank you and you guys if you're on itunes look up conspiracy cafe and it's a fucking dope podcast man
0: absolutely man i checked out a little bit man he's he's a good dude and uh i'm glad to have him on our side and i appreciate all of your exclamation points (laughs) one several doesn't matter appreciate it over here
2: bobby likes the exclamation points yes sir all right yeah that's all we got for reviews this week hopefully we'll get in some more but uh you know leave us a review on itunes and it doesn't even have to be a five star you know it could be a three or four if it's a one star review and you're gonna shit on us then i'm probably not going to read it maybe i'll read (laughs) it to bobby in private but i'm not going to read it on the air and you're definitely not going to get a shout out on the show (laughs) but (laughs) We, If you like this show, man, we appreciate all the love and it definitely helps us out. So please consider, if you're on iTunes, leaving us a five-star review or a four-star.
0: You've been tuned into the Inhuman Experience podcast. Join us again on this strange journey as these two geniuses attempt to make sense of the strange and the unexplained. If you've got a question or a story to tell, you can contact the Inhumans on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast. Or you can email them at inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com. Your story could appear on a future episode. Feel free to leave a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash inhuman-experience-podcast forward slash message. And make yourself heard. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on iTunes for a shout-out and to have the review read by the boys. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are the Inhumans.